Good afternoon and happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe, and thank you for listening. I hope everyone had a good weekend and enjoyed all the sports this weekend. I certainly did. In this episode, I will give my takes on all the action from week seven in the NFL. We'll talk about tonight's matchup between the Rams and the Chicago Bears, talk some college football, my limited commentary on the World Series, and I will close out with UFC 254. Now, without further ado, let's get started. My opening take starts with NFL Sunday Week 7. It was some good, exciting games yesterday, including the ones I talked about on Friday. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Tennessee Titans. Now, I correctly predicted the Steelers would win by three, which they did, but for a minute there, it looked like this game was going to be a blowout. I mean, the Steelers' offense was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they just ran rough shot over the Titans' defense, putting up 24 points in the first half, jumping out to a 24-7 lead at halftime. Little funny story. I had one of my friends who was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan called me because we talked about this game Friday. And he was talking about his Steelers are going to win by two touchdowns. He was talking about, oh, what did I tell you? Oh, if we got the Tannehill and we stopped Derrick Henry, we'd win this game by two touchdowns. I said, yeah, well, it's looking that way. But then came the second half. And in the second half, the Titans stormed back after going down 27-7 and scored 17 unanswered points in the second half, led by Ryan Tannehill, and Derrick Henry. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough as their kicker missed a 42-yard field goal in regulation that would have tied the game, handing the Steelers a 27-24 victory and 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 the Titans' first loss. Now, the Steelers did get some contribution from their wide receivers. Juju had 85 yards. Dante Johnson at 80. Eric Ebron had 50 yards receiving. And Connor, he did his thing. But the one thing I will say about the Steelers, even though their defense has been playing lights out, one of the issues I think they still have is they're letting teams back in games. I mean, it showed a couple of weeks ago against the Eagles when they had handled them it looked like it they had handled them but yet the eagles got back in the game and made it close even the texans at one point in their matchup got close to the steelers before they were able to hold them off so one flaw i see in the steelers is their defense can't be letting teams back in the game because sooner or later these comebacks are going to be successful As for the Tennessee Titans, it's just like I said, their defense is very suspect. And the fact that Tannehill and Derrick Henry have been masking these defensive woes. Well, yesterday, they came up short. So for the Tennessee Titans, going forward, they need to correct this defense. Because... 
If Tannehill and Derrick Henry have bad games, they're going to lose. It's just that simple. Now let's move forward to the, I believe, is the game of the year in the NFL. And that was last night's game between two division foes of my 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Correctly, I predicted this: the Arizona Cardinals would win by three. But the story of this game was the quarterback clinic that was put on display last night between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson had 388 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, along with 84 yards rushing and one touchdown. Kyler Murray, on the other hand, 360 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, but rushed for 67 yards and one touchdown run. Now, this is truly amazing that the, te- that the quarterbacks led the team not only in passing, but in rushing as well. But there was another clinic that was going on, and that was in the wide receiver category. DeAndre Hopkins did his thing, 103 yards and a touchdown. But Tyler Lockett, who's not known by many, had 200 yards and three touchdown receptions. I mean, Tyler Lockett is becoming probably the best deep threat at wide receiver since Randy Moss. But another thing I saw from this game that I would I would take away from is both of these defenses are suspect. I mean, the Seahawks has had Russell Wilson to cover up for them, but last night he fell short. And with my 49ers coming to town and the way we were clicking on all cylinders, which I'll get more into that in a bit, They need to get better on defense because guess what, Seahawks? We're coming. As far as the defense of the Arizona goes, like I say, it's it's a little spotty at times. And obviously, Patrick Peterson, I must say, he's not the player he was three or four years ago. I mean, he was getting burnt all night. So I'm starting to think maybe Patrick Peterson might be washed up. I mean, because we haven't heard much from him this year. I mean, it's all been about Buda Baker. Which, of course, well-deserved recognition because he's been playing like a boss. I mean, he had a 90-yard touchdown, I mean, interception that should have been a touchdown, but DK Metcalf ran him down. That was probably the highlight of the game. I mean... Buda Baker probably shouldn't have looked back, in my opinion. He probably should have just kept going and kept going, and maybe he might have scored. Now to the Carolina Panthers and the Saints. Correctly predicted the Saints would win this one by three. Teddy Bridgewater went back to New Orleans, where he was 5-0 as a starter last season when Drew Brees was out with an injured finger. But the story of this game was Alvin Kamara. 83 yards rushing, 65 yards receiving. Drew Brees did his thing. Two touchdowns, 287 yards. As they won this game 27-24. 
Now, Kamara is basically the new Le'Veon Bell. I mean, when his next contract comes up, wherever that is, he might be asking for the same thing Le'Veon Bell was asking for. Get paid like a running back and receiver. And I can't blame him for that because he's playing just like it. As for the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater had no help. I mean, the running game gave him not much of anything yesterday. The receivers, I mean, outside of Moore, catching that nice little long touchdown pass, nothing else. Now, they are a young team, so I ain't going to knock him knock him, knock him down too much. I mean, this is just growing pains. I mean, they're in good position, but there's still room to grow. Now let's get on to my San Francisco 49ers. Now, if anybody didn't see, listen to episode 19, part 2, I recommend you please do so. I chopped it up with a couple of Patriot fans on Friday. Dan Morris from the Morris Code podcast and David from Armchair Commentary. Please check out that episode and check out those gentlemen as well on their podcast. One of the things we talked about in that episode was we all thought this was going to be a close game. I'll admit, I was a little nervous about this game because this is the Patriots. They don't lose three games in a row. This is Bill Belichick, who knows Jimmy G very well, knows his strengths and weaknesses, and was I expected Jimmy G to have a very hard time, even though I did predict that my 49ers would pull it out. Well, fortunately for my 49ers, Kyle Shanahan knows how to game plan. I mean, at first, it started with the running game. Jeff Wilson, who was just coming back from an injury, had 112 yards and three touchdowns. Unfortunately, he got hurt on the last touchdown. And he put Jimmy G, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon IQ, in great positions to succeed in this blowout win. I mean, they used mostly short passing, little intermediate passing, and ran rough shot on the Patriots' defense. Now, Jimmy G had a, a good statistical game, you know, 277. I mean, he had two picks. Of course, I don't count the second one. That was more like a punt. And, of course, he had one bad misfire. But overall, good game. But we also got to give kudos to the defense. Now, one of the things that had me a little worried that Bill Belichick was going to use Cam Newton a lot in the running game because throughout the season, our defense has been struggling against mobile quarterbacks. But our defense did hold Cam Newton in check in the running game and only held him to 94 yards passing. And got him benched for Stedman 
who didn't who did not do much better. So doesn't look like Cam Newton's gonna lose his job, which Bill Belichick already confirmed. But his time is short. So as for my 49ers, we got back to 49er football. We got back to things that we did last year on our Super Bowl run. Established a running game and good defense. Because the and the defense was playing with backup secondaries, especially the safeties. You know, no Jimmy Ward, no Kwaski Tarp. And still got four interceptions in this game. The only flaw that I see is the fact that we didn't get as much sacks as I would like. So it's obvious Nick Bolsa not being there and D Ford not being there is still hurting the pa- the pass rush. And we're gonna need it next week as we go to Seattle. I believe the off I think we have enough offense to hang with them. But we're gonna need that pass rush if we're gonna slow down Russell Wilson in this high-powered Seahawks defense. Now I'm going to turn to Monday Night Football. We got the Chicago Bears visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Now as I, now as I stated about the Bears, they're a very mediocre 5-1. I mean, outside of Allen Robinson, there's hardly no playmakers to speak of. I mean, they're being carried by a good, strong defense led by Khalil Mack. The Rams are going to be a little bit salty after coming off a loss to my 49ers. And they're going to be looking to rebound. Because we all know a loss by them, and they'll be, they'll be tied with us in the division. And of course, we'll jump them at the third place because we won the head-to-head meeting early. Now, this don't be surprised if this game is a defensive game. I say that because I think the Bears' defense is for real. I think they're going to make it hard for the for Sean McVay and the Rams' offense. As far as the Bears' offense, I I think Aaron Donald's going to tee off. On um, on Nick Foles, because you know he's gonna be—he's very salty. I can get—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm bet. I bet he's very salty after being held in check by my 49ers offensive line. So I look for him to get maybe about three sacks tonight. I think because the Bears' offense being inefficient I think sooner or later they're going to the Rams are going to make enough plays to wear down this Bears defense and ultimately pull this game out so I'm going to go with Rams 26 the Bears 20 now I'm going to wrap up the NFL section 
by reporting on some sad news. In the Cleveland Browns-Cincinnati game, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt in the game and had to leave the game. But it has been confirmed, unfortunately, that he will be out for the rest of the season after suffering a torn ACL. So all I'm going to say for Odell Beckham is get well soon. But the story of that game was Baker Mayfield. I'm not not kidding when I say this. Baker Mayfield, after getting off to a slow start, threw five touchdown passes in the game, including the game winner, to help the Cleveland Browns pull off the victory over the upset-minded Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I'm not, as you know, I'm not going to jump on the Baker bandwagon or the Cleveland bandwagon saying they're for real. I mean, they did beat the Bengals, so, I mean, that's the only win they have in their division, is those two wins against the Bengals. You know, they got to play Pittsburgh again, and they got to play Baltimore again, so we'll see what happens in those two um, division matchups when they play those teams again. But, Speedy recovery for Odell Beckham Jr. Because that's going to be a big loss for their offense. So it's now up to Jarvis Landry to step his game up. Now let's switch gears to college football. Not a lot of standout games. I mean, the biggest story of college football Saturday was the return of the Big Ten. I mean, Ohio State destroyed... Nebraska, 52 to 17. It's funny. This was a, a a matchup between two teams whose programs voted against canceling the 2020 season when the Big Ten canceled it at first due to COVID-19 concerns. Maybe Nebraska should have stayed out for the rest. Wish that the season was canceled the rest of the season because they look pretty terrible. They look overmatched against Ohio State. I mean, Justin Fields may give Trevor Lawrence a run for his money and Heisman voting. I mean, he looked spectacular. I mean, he only had one incompletion, 276 yards and two touchdowns, and this guy is very mobile. And Ohio State just moved up to number three in the AP Top 25. So you know they're going to try to establish themselves in a college football playoff. Uh, Michigan did their thing, beating Minnesota by 20. But the biggest upset was Indiana beating Penn State 36-35 in overtime. On a touchdown, on a touchdown run, at the end of re- of the first overtime, by Indiana, to pull off the upset. Now they was talked that they thought Penn State would be a pretty good team this year. <laughs> Where? I mean, 
they couldn't beat this Indiana team. What do you think is going to happen next week when they play Ohio State? Well, they're probably going to get totally demolished. Yeah, I'm calling it early. Ohio State's going to demolish Penn State. And may not even be close. Justin Fields is probably going to have a field day. And of course, Nick Saban smacks around another assistant. So, nothing to see there. Now, turn to the World Series. Now, even if the Dodgers do win, which I predicted they'd win, my prediction would have been right if they had, if they didn't blow Game 4 on two game-costly costly errors in the ninth inning in Game 4. And if they had won last night, the series would have been over. But it's now three games to two after the Dodgers won four games to two. I mean, you got to give credit to Clayton, Clayton Kershaw, who pitched another great World Series game, along with solo home runs by Max Muncy and Jock Pearson. Looks like old Clayton Kershaw has is redeeming himself in this postseason and in the World Series, because we know throughout his past, he has choked in big playoff games and in the World Series. But Game 1 and Game 5, these look spectacular. So Game 6 will be on Tuesday night. Yes, I am still sticking with the Dodgers to rid themselves of this chokeitis and win the World Series. And finally, let's go to UFC 254, Khalid versus Gaethje. Now, I was looking for a five-round fight, but unfortunately, we didn't get that. And you got to give credit to Khalid. This man took it to Gaethje from the get-go. I mean, he just—he just—he was just coming at him. I mean, he put the pressure on him. Got a share of licks. Even got some takedowns, which I didn't think he would get a lot of takedowns. Which he just got a—he just got a couple. But his plan when there was to take down Gaethje and wrestle him. He did that in the first round. He was able to get him on the ground. He tried, to tr- he tried a triangle choke, which he was not successful. But in the second round, he tried it again and was successful. And was able to choke out Gaethje for a second round Vic TKO victory. Khalid improved to 29 and 0. And after the fight, he announced his retirement from UFC he promised his mother that he would retire because he didn't feel he could go on any further due to the loss of his father who was his longtime coach who died this year for co- from COVID-19 I must say for Khalib kudos man you had a great career 
You're definitely one of the best pound for pound fighters in the UFC and of all time. So enjoy your retirement. Too bad we're not going to see a Khalid McGregor too, which didn't. There's nothing to see there because he took care of McGregor pretty soundly the first time around. So that will conclude this episode of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe. Thank you for listening. And thank you for downloading. You can follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13. Thank you again for listening and enjoy Monday Night Football and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.